This is the Counselor 101 Podcast, where our mission is to encourage, educate, and empower helpers like you. Good morning, Counselor 101 community. This is Joy Gale coming to you live from my home in Pearland, Texas. Let me just reintroduce myself to you in case we haven't met or um, in case you've only haven't heard uh, one of my podcasts before. This is actually only the second one I've done for the Counselor 101 community, but my name is Joy and I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing in the state of Texas. I've been a licensed uh, clinician for going on about 35 four years or so, and I have enjoyed a very uh, <laughs> varied career, I guess you might say, in working in the, the field of clinical social work, and I am now serving as the uh, team chaplain for Clear Hope Counseling and Wellness, as well as a clinical therapist for Clear Hope Counseling, and where I practice as a Christ-centered counselor for people seeking um, Christian-based counseling. So I'm very, very uh, grateful to be here with you this morning. And I I want to introduce the topic that the Lord put on my heart for you guys uh, that really came born out of a symposium I attended last week, as well as thinking about and witnessing the events of the storm that blew through. And the title that I've come to for this broadcast today is trusting yourself to be you. (laughs) How to be comfortable in your own skin um, as a clinician, basically, but it could be in any walk of life. Uh, But let's focus today on, on our clinical sets of experiences. And I want to just open up by praying for a few minutes that the Lord would anoint these words. So Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this time together. I pray that my words would be uh, edifying and uplifting, and that your truth and your wisdom will prevail. In your name we pray. Amen. So I... uh, I have a little devotional that I've been working my way through recently that I absolutely love. And I was, I I love it because it's not the typical kind of devotional where you just go one day at a time, but it's actually um, divided by topical areas. So you can look for a certain topic that may be tugging at your heart and and read about it. And the name of the book is uh, Prevail. And the author is Susie Larson. And the subtitle is 365 Days of Enduring Strength from God's Word. And the, the reading that I wanted to share with you, and it'll tie in here in a minute to my uh, notes from the symposium I attended last week that I want to share with you some highlights from. So just bear with me. But as I read to to you, just open your heart and mind to what this devotional has to say with regards to you being you and trusting yourself to be who God created you to be in the world. The title of the devotional is A Mantle That Fits You. And the scripture reading is out of 1 Samuel 17, 38 to 39. And it says, quote, I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. 
I'm not used to them, end quote. So David took them off again. David's past battles had prepared him for his present battle. He feared God, knew his voice, and trusted his ways above all else. God knew what he was doing with David, and he's just as intentional with you. What can we learn from David's example? Follow Jesus wholeheartedly and trust his timing. Stay in pace with his grace and embrace a humble, teachable heart. Do this and Jesus will lead you forward into your next place of promise. Embrace this mindset as a way of life always seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, and your life will be marked by power and will bear much fruit. People will start to notice. They'll have opinions about how you ought to walk this thing out. And while there's wisdom in many counselors, there's also wisdom in discerning whether or not something fits who you are and what God has asked of you in this particular season. You'll know when something doesn't fit because it'll feel forced and foreign and even clunky. Wisdom's path is peace. Don't be afraid to be you. Your past battles have prepared you for this moment. She goes on to recommend that you read 1 Samuel chapter 17, 38 to 51, which I won't do right now um, because it's a pretty good chunk of scripture. But the verse that I read at the beginning uh, highlights the main thought, which is David telling Saul, I can't wear this huge suit of armor that you want me to wear when I go to battle uh, the Philistine who was, of course, many people know the story of David and Goliath, and they wanted David to put on a big suit of armor that didn't belong to him and didn't fit him, that belonged to Saul the king. And David said, ah, this doesn't fit, and no, I'm not wearing it. He took it off, and he used the five stones that he found in the riverbed to uh, slay the giant. So it's a great story. It's a great, great story out of the, out of the Old Testament. Testament. So if you haven't read it recently, I urge you to go read it again. It's really, really good. Um, so that's 1 Samuel 17, 38 to 51. The rest of Susie's devotional ends with this. Uh, flourish. You're not called to blend in. God made you unique for a reason. Stay humble, gracious, and teachable. And at the same time, embrace the you God created. You are a masterpiece. And the prayer says, Lord, help me to discern when you're calling me to learn new things and when you want me to stay true to what I already know. I am yours. I want to be like you. Teach me and train me, O oh Lord. Amen. Well, I could just end with that. That is just so perfect. I, I don't know about anybody else, but many times in this field that we're in, uh, I wonder if what I'm doing is effective, if it's uh, 
valid, if it's, uh, you know, <clears throat> trustworthy and true, and, and that imposter syndrome, as we talk about a lot in this community, starts to rear its ugly head. But this grounding out of God's word and her devotional, uh, it just summarizes the whole concept that I'd love to share with you guys today is don't be afraid to be you in the work that you've been called to do. And I'm going to tell you a little story about why I know that that is so true, that you can really trust to be who you are created to be in the counseling room um, because God is going to uniquely equip you to do his work. And, and here's the story. Um, <clears throat> many years ago, I found myself a widow who needed to come up with a way to help uh, bring some income into the home, but also uh, uh, take care of my kids at the same time because they were young and I needed to be present and available to them because they just lost their dad. And the Lord had been stirring in my heart for quite some time before this, the, the idea of <clears throat> excuse me, having a counseling practice. And um, so he gave me uh, a name and I, I titled it Joyful Living Christ-Centered Counseling. And I you know, printed up some brochures and made up some business cards and rented some office space and prayed over the space and asked the Lord to anoint the work. I didn't know exactly what we were going to do, but I knew that the type of work I wanted to do had to be Christ-centered. And that when people would call me and ask to make an appointment, I always explained that I was practicing from a Christ-centered perspective and would love to work with them if that's something that resonated for them. And so people would come and people would go and some would say yes and some would say no and that was okay and so I did that for for a period of time and it was deeply rewarding life-giving uh, eventually I had to close that down and go back into a hospital setting and circle back around eventually ended up with clear hope counseling and back into the sweet spot that I love so much, which is doing therapy from a Christ-centered perspective. And I um, am so blessed and honored to be part of the work at clear hope, um, not only as a therapist where I get to sit with clients every week, um, but also as a team chaplain where I get to <clears throat> just intercede and intervene with um, the therapists who do such important work. So anyway, the story goes on that I've been practicing in this particular style of therapy for a while, but had not really found, not that I looked really hard because I didn't always have a lot of time, but hadn't found a lot of empirically uh, backed research type of material until <clears throat> recently. And I just want to affirm Heather and the team over there at Clear Hope for stirring the pot that says, get out there and educate yourself, reach for resources. And, um, you know, even I think Paula, one of our therapists who said very beautifully that uh, training and education and, and 
experiencing new information is another form of self-care, which I think is just spot on. So shout out to you, Paula. <laughs> anyway, so I want to share to kind of launch from that idea of trusting yourself to be you, like Susie Larson talked about in our devotional that says, you know, I'm going to I'm going to follow what I know in my gut says, you know, what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to be wise and discerning and I'm going to look for what fits and what doesn't fit because God is calling me in this season to do a particular type of work and not to be afraid to be me. And so jumping off from that, I want to share with you just some highlights that I learned this past week from the Fuller Symposium. Now, I don't know if I've lost you at this point, so let me just back up a little bit and tell you <clears throat> about the symposium. The uh, the Fuller Theological Seminary out in uh, California hosts an annual integration symposium. And this year, because of COVID, uh, I was actually able to attend because they uh, broadcast it virtually. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I never would have been able to go uh, in person this year, but because of the new world we're living in, I was able to attend virtually. And the keynote speaker for the three-day symposium was a Dr. Sang Yen Tan, T-A-N, Dr. Tan, a renowned Christian theologian, scholar, um, <clears throat> preacher, <laughs> and therapist who is um, one of the tenured professors. I believe he's actually retiring, but I'm sure he'll still be very involved at Fuller. Um, but he was the keynote speaker over the course of three days last week, uh, February 17th through the 19th. And he spoke on the topic entitled, let me get you the exact right title because I want to say it, A Christian Approach to psychotherapy and counseling, colon, Christ-centered, biblically-based, and spirit-filled. It was just wonderful. A Christian approach to counseling and psychotherapy, colon, Christ-centered, biblically-based, and spirit-filled. From Fuller Theological Seminary. And the reason I'm going slow and making sure you got that is because I feel confident that there will be a handful of you who may want to go check out the recorded YouTube uh, videos of this symposium. It is available on YouTube uh, right now. And the if you just type in those words and maybe Dr. Tan, it might help to put Dr. Tan, you should be able to find it on YouTube at the Fuller, F-U-L-L-E-R, Theological Seminaries YouTube channel. And it would be this year's Integration Symposium. Now, there was a ton of information that was shared, and I'm not even going to begin to try to tell you everything that was in this three-day course uh, each day, just so you'll know in terms of time, in case you do want to look into it, uh, each day lasts two hours. Dr. Tan's lecture is 
one hour and then following the lecture there are two other respondent lectures and then some discussion at the end of that and it's all just really really interesting um, but he gives a lot of great resources and tools and information um, throughout the course of those three days that I just want to hit a few of the highlights to show you how it is that I'm a living, breathing example of what it means to trust yourself to be you in the therapeutic setting. Because like I told you, when I started this venture, back when I became a young widow and God gave me the name Joyful Living Christ-Centered Therapy, Christ-Centered Counseling, excuse me, I didn't really know that there was an empirically backed um body of knowledge out there. The truth of it is that there hasn't been a lot done uh, up until just the last 20 years or so um, that talks about the biblical perspective on human nature and the need for integrating um, spiritual work into the care that we deliver. But it is out there and there's lots of great resources. Dr. Larry Crabb, has written a beautiful book called Effective Biblical Counseling. Um, Dr. Tan, uh, like I mentioned before, has written uh, on Christian CBT. He's in the process right now of releasing his second edition of a textbook that's been used by many. The second edition textbook will be released in 2022, as I recall. Um, and I believe the the title is something along the lines of Christian approach to human nature and effective psychotherapy and integration. Uh, but at any rate, there's a great deal of knowledge out there about this. And um, I'm, I'm not going to go over every day of notes because that's not really the point of my sharing with you this morning, other than to just remind you of the fact that when you are in your therapeutic setting, whatever it is, whether it's a school counselor or in an office or whatever other walk that you find yourself in, um, God can use you to fulfill his kingdom purposes right here on earth if you trust yourself to listen to his promptings through his Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit works through the human heart. When we are centered and sitting with our clients, Holy Spirit is right there with us. And he gives us um, spiritual wisdom and, and discernment. And he gives us the ability to apply what we know to the counseling session. If we just come with openness and humility and sensitivity to his promptings. Now, you can do this kind of work in what Dr. Tan calls implicit or explicit uh, integration. And the implicit is, as, as the name sort of implies, <laughs> a more covert, uh, quiet way of integrate, integrating, silently praying while you're sitting with your client um, without outwardly, verbally discussing. Um, you may be sitting with a non-believer. Uh, you may be sitting with someone who's a believer but has gone far, far away from from God uh, because of the things that has happened in their life. Um, so it would be a more of a non-directive, uh, quiet way of implicitly integrating the work of Holy Spirit as you as you do the care that you've been trained to deliver. 
Or you may want to explicitly integrate the use of your uh, spiritual gifts as the Lord has prompted me to do since that day back when I opened my first private practice. Um, That would be more of a um, open, uh, overt, Christ-centered, biblically-based, spirit-filled integration of care and delivery in the in the counseling practice, but at, as Dr. Ten very uh, specifically cautions, these this overt or more explicit integration you would do with clinical precision and expertise, not imposing your own particular views, and always obtaining informed consent, of course, and you can think through and pray through how the Lord would want to use you in a more open and overt way. But whether you do it implicitly or explicitly, the fact of the matter is Christ calls us to, as one of the speakers said, hold hope for one another in the counseling session. You know, we use that phrase a lot, uh, hold space. (laughs) I'm holding space for someone, right? I love the idea that we're holding hope for one another in the counseling space when we walk in to that environment, either implicitly or explicitly inviting the work of the Holy Spirit to come in with us. Um, following the client's lead and pacing their lead with sensitivity and being aware of any counter-transference that we might have and asking uh, the spirit's discernment for wisdom during the session. So those are just kind of the the highlights of of the idea of integrating that I picked up on. And what I want to circle back around to, which is the original theme of today's encouragement is trust yourself to be yourself because God has you in this season and in this place for a particular reason. And you can put on the outfit that he has equipped you with, with confidence and grace, knowing that he's going to shore you up and give you the resources that you need to deliver the care that he's asking you to deliver. Is it important to go out and get training? Absolutely, 100%. Dr. Tan actually used the phrase, don't be lazy and flaky. Use techniques and be prepared. I loved that phrase, don't be lazy and flaky look for techniques and be prepared. But at the same time, trust that God is going to use you in the way that he's equipped you. Trust that God is going to give you the desires of your heart to walk out in fullness and in grace the exact kind of work that he wants you to do. And that you don't have to worry about whether or not Everything fits perfectly every single time when you invite him 
into the work that you're doing. Because who would have thought in the middle of a huge snow pandemic <laughs> last week that I would be sitting with theological scholars and really smart people in California learning about implicit and explicit integration of Christ-centered, biblically-based, spirit-filled counseling. <laughs> right? Who would have thought? But that's how God works. His timing is perfect. His ways are above our ways. He knows better than anybody what we need. So if you get a little nudge or you get a prompting to do certain things um, in your counseling practice that maybe you haven't ever heard of before, but you just feel strongly that it would be helpful, you know, test it out. Test the spirit. Ask yourself, God, is this something that you're wanting me to do? If so, show me some resources. Give me um, access to articles or other other counselors like we have in our community. Um, don't be afraid to stretch your arms wide and see what else is out there. There are so many different ways to bring hope and healing into the therapeutic process. You don't have to fit every mold. You don't have to cross every T and dot every I. Don't feel like it has to be done perfectly in order for God to show up and do what needs to be done. Again, using good, solid, ethical practice, good, solid, um, informed consent, good, solid supervision. All of that is, is a given. So I, I give this counsel with, with the implicit or explicit understanding that you all understand uh, what I mean when I say go with your gut. That is with the understanding that you're going to ask for help and guidance if you feel outside of your comfort zone. For example, I wouldn't ever begin to um, try to administer, say, play therapy with children because I've I've not been trained in that. That's not something that God has called and equipped me to do. But I would certainly refer them to, to some of the amazing therapists we have on our team to go do that. So uh, I'm not going to, I'm not saying one size fits all and everybody should just go willy nilly. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am encouraging you to do is trust yourself to be you because God has uniquely equipped you to go out into the world and deliver hope and healing for those he brings into your world. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has been encouraging. I hope it actually sparks your curiosity and interest. Um, if any of you are more interested in a Christ-centered, biblically-based, spirit-filled type of counseling practice and would like to share more offline with me about that, I love connecting with you and would be happy to talk more about it. Uh, you can find us on the Counselor 101 Facebook page. You can also find me on the uh, website at clearhopecounseling.com or just reach out to me uh, by way of email, joy at 
clearhopecounseling.com. Love to share more as the Spirit leads. So let me just end with a quick prayer to just bless you all to go about the work that you have to do and myself as well. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for your love and your hope and your guidance, the wisdom, Holy Spirit, that you bring to all of us as we do the work you've called us to do. Let us be good shepherds of what you have gifted us with. Let us be good stewards of what you've appointed us with. And let us be those who hold hope for one another as we do the work you've asked us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us at the podcast of Counselor 101. I hope that you enjoy this free content, find it helpful and meaningful in your work as a helper. But do you know there's more? There's actually a lot more to Counselor 101. I'd like to invite you to take advantage of all that Counselor 101 has to offer by visiting www.counselor101.com and becoming a part of the greater community, the subscription community, where you can, for a very low monthly fee, join a community of nine mental health clinicians who are available to help build community, to educate, encourage, and empower you to do the important work of a helper. Just a few of the things you'll find over at Counselor 101 through our subscription website is access to training videos. New training videos are uploaded weekly, and you can even have access to CEUs if you're a licensed clinician in the state of Texas, an LPC, LCSW, or LMFT. In addition, we have downloadable files that range from interventions to frequently used assessments to frequently used diagnosis, just all of those things that you need to streamline and begin your work as a helper. Then not to mention access to a private Facebook group where you can interact very frequently with the team of Counselor 101. You can ask questions, you can join pop-up office hours, you can get some case consultation. All of this is a part of the subscription membership at Counselor101.com. So pop on over, check us out. We can't wait to see you in that community.